0: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: It's Scout Fantasy Sports.
2: All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards, get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Rona, Super Bowl 53. Come and gone.
1: Yes, and I don't think many people were very excited with the game at all.
2: I could say I wasn't excited by the halftime show. I wasn't excited about the game. I don't know. There was just a general malaise going on there. And let's just start from the beginning. Sean McVay said it in his presser at the end. He was totally outcoached, dude. This was not even close. McVay looked like uh, he just had no answers, no answers for that Patriots defense.
1: Yeah, it was terrible. There were no adjustments made. It seemed like they weren't prepared, and then even when they were being stopped and there was a lot of pressure put on Goff, no adjustments were made. They didn't try anything creative. There were no end-arounds to the receivers. There were no short passes to the tight ends to negate against the pass rush. There was no screens. It was just crazy how they just made no adjustments, and uh, it was a terrible performance. I mean, just three points. It was the lowest-scoring Super Bowl, and uh, Rams just were not ready and couldn't do anything to adjust and uh, McVeigh had to shoulder a lot of the responsibility here and he did, but it doesn't make up for how pathetic the Rams were in this game.
2: I mean, I Jared Goff to me looked skittish during the national anthem. You could just tell that he just the moment was big, too big for him. But you know, that said, Bill Walsh was famous for scripting the first 25 plays, script some plays, do something. I mean, it looked like they were just rudderless out there. They had no clue what they were doing, and maybe the best decision they made all day was to get the kickoff in the second half because it could have been it could have been a disaster.:
1: It was a disaster the whole time around, and it just uh, there's really no excuses here. Uh, it's not like the Patriots played great. They played well defensively and they brought a lot of pressure, but if I would have told you before the game, Patriots is going to score 13 points, you would have said Rams win this game easy. That's what everyone would say. Like, really? They're going to hold the Patriots 13 points. Oh, they'll find a way to score 17, 20, 23 Rams will win this game. But you know, the, the only fear I had was that all the public money was on the Patriots, but I thought the Patriots were going to win this game. And it was simple. It was Brady and Belichick versus McVay and Goff And it played out that way. I I just couldn't go, you know, I've been against the Patriots the entire playoffs and I couldn't do it in this one. I just said, "I, I don't see the Rams beating them. I just didn't see a way. I know the Rams and I've said it. I thought the Rams had more talent, but the intangibles, the experience all pointed to the Patriots. And that's why I went with the Patriots.
2: The Rams had way more talent and I will, I will go to my, my grave saying that, but let's just break down some things that I thought were, were horrific. If Todd Gurley's healthy, and that's a big if at this point, how do you not play him? And I'll tell you this. He looked pretty healthy on that phantom holding call. Oh, my God. That was like one of the worst calls I've ever seen, by the way. But he looks spry during that run. Assuming that he's healthy, how do you give this guy 10 carries? He's being outcarried by C.J. Anderson, who they got off the scrap heap a month ago. You're trying to play for a Super Bowl, and you're rotating
1: running backs? Are you out of your mind he can't be healthy. They're lying. That's the only answer. Otherwise, it makes no sense. And that's why I stayed away from those gurley props, man. Because the, I said it before the Super Bowl. You guys who are telling me that CJ Anderson was running better than Gurley in the NFC Championship, I don't know what the hell you were watching. He was 16 for 42. So don't tell me we're going with the hot hand that Anderson's better. Cause he wasn't. He wasn't running on Arizona. He wasn't running on San Francisco. This was a good Saints defense. He was not anything special. So the fact that Gurley was not in there and they're using the excuse of, well, he dropped the pass early on, he has to be hurt. And now the Rams could pay a big price here because if it comes out in a week or two that he needs surgery or something, they're going to be investigated because he wasn't on the injury report at all. There's no other way you cannot. Let me tell go. Me.
2: Let me go another direction. Let me go another direction, and maybe my direction is totally wrong. I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe Todd, maybe Sean McVay was like, you know, most teams have a, a rotating back situation here. Anderson's starting to play well. Maybe we need to preserve Gurley here and rotate these backs. Let me get with the times and let me do it this way. If no, that's what he's that's, thinking, that's he's out of his
1: mind. It's idiotic. You had to, I think it, that's what the may Super have Bowl, happened. But it's the Super Bowl. You have but, one game. You're what are you preserving? You're trying to win Forget a championship.
2: Forget the preserving, but I mean, like the whole rotating backs thing that he's noticing that the NFL is going this way. Maybe he's like, "Ooh, now I have my chance to do this, and I'm going to run my offense that way." When you've been running it a different way for the all season long.
1: Uh well, Ezekiel Elliott gets flooded with carries, and that offense is just fine. And That's we still, my point. And we still see other running backs that get huge workloads, and they do fine. So uh, could not,
2: McVay have been changed? Could he have changed his offensive scheme in the last month to incorporate two backs? Could he be that dumb to do
1: this? Well, he wouldn't have seen CJ Anderson run as well if Gurley didn't miss those games and get hurt.
2: And then all of a sudden when he ran, oh. like, let me incorporate this two back. Offense. But again,
1: he ran well against
2: Arizona and San Francisco. I know. That's my point. You have Todd Gurley. And look. I get the whole maybe he's injured thing, but that play when he with a holding call, he looked but fast. It's, but
1: it's one play. But he looked fast, dude. Okay, if he, if but he didn't, if it, you he, can have he wouldn't an, have looked it, that good, right? But you can have you can still be hurt and run that one play. He could have ran it and then been in pain after, or it could have been swelling. So there's no other excuse. If if he's trying to do something different and he really wanted to get Anderson in the mix, then he made one of the stupidest decisions of all time. There's no other explanation. He's got to be hurt. And if he is, and the NFL investigates, this team could be in trouble because you can't lose a draft pick. I mean, this is, this is a big deal, especially with sports betting becoming legal now. The injury report is out there for a reason, and the fact that he wasn't on it. And that led a lot of people to believe. A lot of people were like, well, he's not on the injury report. McVeigh's saying he's going to no, like be more Gurley. involved. I so like that- Gurley, too, this week. I was wrong. Right, and, but, and the signs were there. But then I see the other side where you say, well, he's not on the injury report. McVay's talking him up. Okay, maybe last week is, was an aberration, but you can't do what he did. I mean, he's, I don't care how well C.J. Anderson has run. C.J. Anderson is not going to chew up good defenses. It's clear. Did
2: you see, did you see that fumble that, that, that almost cost him a yeah. Super Bowl? Crew? Oh, my God. The minute that happened, I was like, get this dude off the field. Get he, him off
1: the field. Here's the other thing. One of the biggest weaknesses for New England is pass-catching running backs. C.J. Anderson doesn't excel in that area. So even if Gurley is hurt, all right, fine. He can't cut a move. At least get him the ball in the passing game and to take pressure off Goff. And they didn't do that. So he's got to be hurt. Otherwise, there's no rational explanation for why he's not involved as much in this game. There's none. You're relying on Jared Goff, who looked terrible. You're going to have him throw the ball 38 times. This was a one-possession game almost the whole way. There's no—it's not like, oh, we're playing from behind; we got to play catch-up. There's no excuse here. He's got to be hurt, and I know he's not admitting it, but something doesn't add up here. It just doesn't.
2: Now you mentioned Jared Goff, so I'm watching the game with Mrs. Roto and Little Roto, right? And I, literally, I, I can, in, in all the years I've been with my wife, I can, this is like the second football game I could ever remember her watching. Okay, I'm not even kidding. But her father's from the New England area, so she's rooting for the Patriots. And she's there's a play where he's th- where Goth throws to Cooks, and she goes, "Why didn't she, Why didn't he throw to the other guy?" And I'm like, "What is she talking about?" And then when the play is over again, Robert Woods is over in the uh, he's o- open in the middle of the field by like twenty yards. There's nobody covering him. Didn't it seem like Robert Woods had the most quiet five for seventy game in the history of mankind? And the plays he made were incredible. Like uh, uh, on the sideline, why did they feature him at all this game?
1: They. They didn't do anything right. Uh, you know, they didn't feature the right players. They didn't make adjustments to, to get players the ball. And you see New England do that. You know, New England will will find ways to get players open. I mean, there were so many. When Brady didn't make a lot of great throws in this game, most of the players were wide open. I mean, he made the good throw to Gronk. But Brady didn't play a great game at all. I mean, he did, He did. needed. he did just what he needed to do. And you knew this. When this game was late and it was close, you said, okay, it's the fourth quarter. As bad as Brady has been, He's going to find a way to win this game. He's going yeah. to make the one throw needed. He did it to Gronk. So, Goff, you could tell the whole game he was off. I saw Brian Baldinger put out some video where Cooks was wide open on an out, and Goff was way too late to see him. Went in the middle, the pass was incomplete. In the end zone, Brandon Cooks was wide oh, open. You wide got it. Open. That, was a, that might have been one of the biggest plays of the game because that was a touchdown, and he waited way too long. And it allowed McCordy to get back there and break up the play.
2: Yeah, no, he he was he was so open. That was an anticipation throw where you, you just have to see the guy. I mean, he's he's calling for it with his hand open, and, and it got the ball got there like five seconds later. By that point, any anybody's going to cover that. But I want to get also to defensively, Wade Phillips was out coached. Julian Edelman is basically the only guy and you can't put two bodies on him that Roby nickel dude I could cover Edelman better than that guy that guy was was five steps away from him on every play
1: I will say I agree with that but it is very difficult to give any criticism to the Rams defense today they held the Patriots to oh, thirteen no, no. I points don't agree. and one I don't agree.
2: And I'm going to tell you why I don't agree,
1: right. dude. If Ready? I okay, Doc, Doc, if I told you before, if I said, Doc, this is what's going to happen. No, on I'm Sunday, with you. I get that. Brady I get throws what, for two sixty-two, no touchdowns right. and a pick. What are you telling me? You're going okay. to put your all your money on the Rams,
2: right? I was going to save this for segment two, but I'm going to do it now. So I'm sitting there. It's the fourth quarter, and I'm sitting, like I said, with my wife and my son, and I am literally calling out the play but i am channeling my inner tony romo Ronus. calling out the play before it happens okay and my wife is like can you just shut up seriously can you just shut up and let me watch this game because literally whatever i say happens is going to happen on the field when it's second and seven how do you let rex burkhead get a 26 yard run how do you not know that they're running the football come on dude that is some of the worst defense i've ever
1: seen in the fourth quarter They gave up 13 points to the Patriots.
2: Dude, you're They uh,
1: they lost the game on offense, Doc. They they, uh, weren't doing anything. But
2: they lost the game on— No, they they didn't. They lost on offense. They
1: scored three points. They gave up 13. Brady didn't throw a touchdown.
2: Look, their defense was not great. Brady and this, and the New England was meh, mad best. They weren't
1: good. They didn't lose because of their defense. They didn't lose because of their defense.
2: How do you let Burkhead get 26 yards in a second and seven? Please. Come on. You know what they're doing. They're running the football. That's it's terrible. One, one play. At the most critical juncture of the game. At the most critical Again, juncture of the game. If Goff
1: Hicks cooks for, for a touchdown, right, we're talking a different game.
2: Did you have any doubt when it was 3-3 that they were going to score a touchdown on the next possession? Did you have any doubt that Brady was scoring a touchdown? Because I had none. I told no, you I, just, I just told
1: you that. I exactly. said in the fourth quarter when the game is closed, why do you think I picked the Patriots? I didn't think this was the year for the Patriots. I picked against them in the two AFC games. I didn't pick against them here. Why? Brady Belichick experience. McVay lack of coaching. He was less aggressive as we got going further into the season. Their offense wasn't as good. And Goff in a big spot. I had no faith in that team. And it's not like they were great against the Saints. Yeah. The first half, they
2: were were the same team in the first half against the Saints that they were in the Super Bowl. You know that, right? The first half Rams were the same thing. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, look. If if I'm a Saints fan right now, I'm literally I'm livid because I know that my team could have won the Super Bowl.
1: Right. I or know it's put up a better showing. And how do you think the Chiefs feel?
2: Look, Chiefs too. I mean, look, I, I tweeted out. Don't I, I think the wrong the, the the wrong two teams were in the Super
1: Bowl. I mean, put Chiefs it's it a much better game. Put it this way: if the Chiefs got the ball first in overtime against the Patriots, they win the game. Win the game. See, here's the difference. Okay, the Chiefs got shut out in the first half. They made adjustments and they lit up the pitches in the second half. The Rams did absolutely nothing. They just ran the same bullcrap and didn't do anything to make in-game adjustments. None at all.
2: I mean, there was not one. Well, no, I, tell, I, I take that back. There was one adjustment. Instead of running on every first down, he started to throw on first down. And so they were getting second and uh, second and three and second and one. But every time they would get second and one, they'd get a penalty.
1: Yeah, that Man, was, was another terrible. thing too. They were sloppy. They a lot of penalties pushing them back. It was just it was a putrid performance. I mean, you can't really come up with a, a worse performance in a big spot. I and mean, it was Don't it was tell terrible. me the
2: defense was so good. Aaron Donald was non-existent. You didn't hear his name called but one time in the first half.
1: You didn't well, even Brady, hear his Brady, name because they their offensive line has done a really good job. Brady got sacked one time in Sue? this game. Sue, did you hear Sue's name at all? Maybe one play. not Look, they they weren't great, but it's they're really terrible. How did, dude, they gave up 13 points. Brady didn't well, throw a touchdown. Because, because you're missing.
2: They lost this game point. on offense. The, I know they did, but the Patriots' offense wasn't good either. Both I teams were bad. Both okay, you just said the Patriots' bad. offense
1: was bad, and you're giving no credit to the Rams' no, the, defense. No, the
2: Patriots' offense was was bad. The Rams' defense was worse. The Rams' I defense had, was not great. This had, was this was average. Who played? Cr- tell me the one player outside of Corey Littleton. Tell me the one guy who played well in the Rams' defense. One.
1: I All I see is Brady had no touchdowns, bro. Because I Brady would, again, didn't play
2: well either. If, I'm telling you this. I'll, I think the Cleveland Browns would have beaten the Patriots yesterday. The Rams were just the most atrocious know, team I've ever seen. No,
1: see, this is the thing. The Patriots do whatever they need to do to win. That's it true. That's, true. It, it, that's, that's the true. bottom line. That's it, true. They, this was an ugly game. They wanted. it. If the Rams would have come up and put up 27 points, Patriots would have scored 30. Patriots do what they the, need the to Patriots do. To win. The
2: Patriots are the they're the Jack Morris. Remember Jack Morris? And yes. the, it was like nine. The, the, if the Tigers scored nine, he'd let up eight. If the Tigers right. scored one, he'd let up zero. Th- that's the Patriots. They, they, they figure out a way to win. But I mean, it just was I don't think I've ever seen a team be out coached at this level so badly. And now the joke of it all is everybody wants another Sean McVay type. Really? You that's want to gonna hire to
1: wear away quickly.
2: Yeah, you're Cincinnati. You're happy you hired Zach Taylor after yesterday's performance?
1: I know. They were probably like, can we back out of this? Uh, did, we re- did we really agree to this? Is there anything signed? Because, yeah. My, yeah that, that Miami gets
2: Brian Flores, who looks good. Zach Taylor? Oh, my God. I wouldn't give this guy a nickel.
1: Yeah. It's not not the day that they want to make this announcement after what occurred yesterday. It's uh, really <laughs> bad timing on their part. They're like, wait a second. You're responsible for Jared Goff, really? Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Julian Edelman,
2: fantastic, deserved the MVP. Was a great bet at 45 to one.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I took the over six and a half receptions. I mean, like, I thought that was easy. I was yeah. like, really, six and a half? Okay. Did you get that you. at halftime? Did you have that? at No, half-time? I got that before the game. It was six and a half. No, no, I said, did he have
2: six at halftime?
1: Uh yeah, I had, I had Gronk over three and a half. He got that, I believe, by halftime, and I think Edelman did too.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. At halftime, you already made And I money. put
1: money on Gronk scoring a touchdown so close, man, down to the two. I was like, oh, man, because uh, I really thought Gronk was going to have a good game. And he did. Six for 87, and he had the biggest catch He played of the game. great. He yeah. played great. I have no problem. I, I hope he rides off in the sunset. He's done. I'm convinced. But, I've said it before, I, and I'm convinced do he's too.
2: done. Okay. All right, I've got a very important point to make about Jared Goff, and I'll make it when Scout Fantasy Sports returns. Dr. Odo and Adam Ronis, right after this.
0: Brainness. Rage. Is this the greatest sports dynasty we have ever seen in the modern era? And is it
1: also the most hated sports dynasty? You got the Bulls, you got the Showtime Lakers, the Cowboys
0: dynasty of three Super Bowls. But I don't think it has so much to do with the Patriots itself as I think people can't stand the Patriots fan base, who over the last 20 years, can we be realistic here, have become some of the most nauseating fans we've ever been around. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Hi, my name is Lily. My
0: one 215 That's 800-215-1727 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players We don't just give you premier advice We play every day
2: All right, we're back. Scout Fantasy Sports, Dr. Roto, along with Adam Ronas. And if you want the best fantasy baseball package anywhere, the draft kit that we offer at Scout Fantasy Sports, Ronas, what is the promo code for people?
1: That's 50. Gets you 50% off your first two months as the fantasy baseball draft kit is underway. A lot of content in there already and a ton more to come.
2: Yeah, you got Sean Childs, you got Adam Ronas, you got myself. And then, of course, for DFS, Chris Rose, Steve Renner, Rob Gariak—it's a, it really is. It is—I can't imagine a better team. I can, I can, literally, I could probably pick two or three guys off the top of my head. But pretty much, we got a lot, a lot of really talented people doing baseball, Runners.
1: Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people that have had success know what they're doing and can find the right undervalued players that you need because we all know that's the key to having the successful draft.
2: Runners, when am I supposed to wish you a happy Chinese New Year, Runners? Is it today or tomorrow?
1: I have no idea. You don't know? Nope. You have to look into that for me.
2: All right. Here is my point that I wanted to make before the break. Everybody poo-poo's Eli Manning. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not great. Let me just say this. He never shies away from a big moment. No moment was too big for Eli Manning. Two Super Bowls, two wins. Jared Goff... I worry if Jared Goff is ever going to make it to another Super Bowl, dude. I have questions right now, questions right now about whether Jared Goff is going to fall off the face of the earth next year, or will he be resilient enough to return? I'm not so sure. Eli, dude, say what you want about him. I know that he's partially a train wreck, but whenever it was a big spot, he always played well for the Giants.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say he always played well. I think the thing about him, he's unflappable, like nothing bothers him. So that's a characteristic you do want in your quarterback. Because you don't want every big moment getting to him and he's tight. And I think you could see that with Goff that it did get to him. So I think that's the difference with Eli. You know, a lot of times I feel like the defense was a big reason why they won. But he did make key plays when he had to. And, you know, he he just was unflappable. He didn't care. And that's a really important characteristic to have as a quarterback, as a closer. You have to forget about what just happened, move on to the next play. And that's really what separates a lot of top athletes from the athletes that don't make it is pressure gets to them. They think too much. And obviously, when you're playing the sport at this level, if you're playing tight, you just don't perform well because this game is so mental and you have to be strong. And you could see it with Goff. There is concerns because I agree. I definitely am interested to see how he bounces back next season. Uh, You know, he had a – when everything was going well, yeah, he looked good. But, you know, adversity always reveals things. And he went through some adversity here in this game and didn't respond well to it. Now he's got a whole offseason to think about it. Let's see how he returns next year. But I think there are going to start to be questions of whether this guy is the quarterback for the future. And some people might say, oh, it's one game. You guys overreacting." No, because I don't think he played well down the stretch. I don't think he was good in the second half of the season. You he didn't can play well since
2: Cooper Cup got hurt.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I definitely think that's the case. I mean, there were a few games, yeah, where they put up numbers, but against good teams, uh, it just wasn't that good. He didn't need to do anything against Dallas because they just ran the ball right down the throats. And last week against the Saints, you know, he was okay in, there. in the second yeah, half. he, he hung in good. there and he made he, he made good. he made key throws when he needed to. He did, but. But this was a, you know, a big spot. Look, this game was there for his team to win. And as right. bad as he played throughout the entire game, he still had an opportunity late in this game to put that I'm, all behind him and make plays. And I'm going to give it. you a
2: stat that, that fantasy owners will, will understand completely. The New England defense in fantasy is never really a good team. They don't always let up a lot of points, but they get very few sacks. They get very few interceptions, right? They don't score a lot of points. They, not only did Goff had an interception, four sacks by the Patriots? Adam, tell me the last time you've seen the Patriots sack anybody four times. This team never get They, they, they always get some pressure, but they never get the sack.
1: Yeah, and it's game plan. And it's two weeks, and it's the scheme. And they came up with it, and the Rams didn't adjust. Because they brought... I think the Patriots brought pressure 40-50% of the time. And the Rams didn't adjust to it. So... There were a couple plays I thought Goff could have got rid of it quicker, but there was always a lot of pressure in his face and the Rams didn't do anything to adjust to it.
2: Do you think a mobile quarterback would have been more successful Because it just look, Goff, there was one play where I thought he took a late hit. I know he was like the hit happened just as he was going out of bounds. I thought that was that could have been called. That I mean, but I just it looked like he had no mobility and it looked like that pocket closed very quickly on him.
1: Yeah, and that interception too. It looked like he oh. slipped off his back foot. If there was an angle where you could kind of see, I mean, obviously the mechanics were poor in the throw, but it looked like he might have slipped too. But
2: but wasn't that literally the same play as the one he just threw to Cooks down before? Why would you throw the same exact play two plays in a row? That's what it looked like to me.
1: Yeah, again, there was just it. It didn't look like the Rams knew what they were doing on offense at all.
2: And by the way, Cook should have had that ball.
1: Oh, I agree. I mean, you got to make hand, that dude. play. Yeah, you got to make that play. I mean, this is the Super Bowl, man. And you, you you clearly see the way this game is going. You're not getting many opportunities on right. both sides. When it's there. Since Santonio Holmes makes that play, Brandon man, you, Cooks didn't. You got to make the play, just yeah. like, you know, Gronk did.
2: Yep. Gronk made a big. Look, I, I think when you go over Super Bowl lore, Lynn Swan makes a great play. Uh, David Tyree makes a play. Santonio Holmes makes a play. Gronk makes a play. Brandon Cooks, you want to be a Super Bowl champion, dude. Catch that football. That football's in your hands. you got to catch that football. I don't care. There's no excuse at that point for me. None.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I thought he should have made the play. I tweeted that at the time. I'm like, Cooks has to haul that in
2: but there are so many bad things like do you know that that even though the three points they had they almost didn't have because he took the sack and he lost so many yards on oh, that play oh yeah
1: man i was that like was terrible. Oh, are you kidding me man cuz i i wasn't sure what they were doing then i'm like oh wait they have zero so yeah they'll probably kick it
2: and i mean look I, he, he he looked okay, except that last kick was way off. But, I mean, I, I don't blame him for that. I mean, that game was over prior to that. Maybe that would have helped somebody's Super Bowl box to be 3-6 instead of 3-3.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what it really just came down to <laughs> at that point. It came down to the spread if you had a teaser or a box.
2: Right. right. I mean, considering the, the under was a great bet. I like the under in this game. I never thought this game
1: was going to go over 56 or whatever it was. Yeah, I was on the over.
2: You were on the over? Yeah, but I was Vegas on the pass. Vegas Whispers so. killed it. Did you see Vegas Whispers? Yeah. They, Frankie was like dead on a lot of things there, dude. Edelman MVP, he called it. Edelman over, yards and receptions. Gronk over receptions. The first quarter. Remember he said that it was always under because the Patriots never scored in the first quarter?
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, I was happy about that 0-0 first quarter. That's the box I had.
2: Oh, you didn't? You Oh, you won?
1: Yeah. In,
2: in the truck thing?
1: yeah i had zero zero
2: dude <laughs> you suck how do you got you, you got those boxes and i got like the worst two boxes ever
1: well the other one was eight two so that one wasn't good but yeah so uh, didn't i have like some nine five or someone that would? there's no way it could happen but you just need like the way this game was going you're like oh no i was like maybe this can stay zero zero the whole game that's what i was rooting for
2: oh my god yeah <laughs>
1: It's quite possible. So then, I he lost. Frankie
2: lost the anthem. Was the anthem over? Or oh, it was
1: over. Yeah, I, I I thought it would go over too. But there was a controversy. Wait, because, she was over. Yeah, but there so was Frankie, a con- okay. there was a controversy though because she said "brave" twice. So some sports books are, are not counting it. So I. No, so, she the,
2: elongated that brave for a long – that was like a three-second brave at
1: the end. Right, and she said it twice. So, But some people are like, well, it doesn't matter. It's when she starts to sing to when she ends. So there was a little bit of a controversy on that, which is why those prop bets, like, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't like doing them.
2: because I told my son time. right away. I said that people bet on the, the anthem. He goes, what do you mean? And I said about the length of it. The minute Gladys Knight, who, by the way, looked very good, right? She's like uh, – I don't know how old she is, but she still looks good. The minute she opened her mouth, I'm like, it's going over.
1: No, honestly. So it started, and I'm like, "Oh no, this is going too quickly. I think it's gonna go under." And then, then as it went, I'm like, "Oh, we're getting close." My friend was timing it. We were all looking at it. What I was mean, the
2: time? What was the time supposed I to be? I think f-
1: it was uh, 107 seconds, and I okay. think it was, uh, I think it was officially 149, something like that. But oh, yeah, that so that some... it didn't
2: matter if she said "brave" twice. She was no, way it over. did.
1: She would have been under. No, oh,
2: she would have been under.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't know what <laughs> sports books exactly. <laughs> didn't take it the over as the win, but there was some controversy about it yesterday. How but about the Ga- w- Gatorade
2: being blue? It was blue, yeah, yeah. And then there was some report today. Did you see that Darren Ravel said he knew the song, but he didn't say give it out to people?
1: Why would you say that if you knew that? Just keep it to yourself. Yeah, I was thinking so the stupid. same thing. It's so stupid. Like you know, and if you did know, I would. If I knew, I'd tell a few of my friends that I knew needed money.
2: W- would you not seriously? Yeah, if I, I would I, absolutely. <laughs> you'd, you'd find your ten best friends and you say, "Don't say anything. This is the this is the bet you want to make." Come on, yeah. Like Everybody, if,
1: anybody would have done that. And even if he didn't tell anyone, why would you tweet that publicly?
0: Yeah, shut What's the your point? point?
1: Yeah, it, that made no sense. It didn't at all. I, I don't understand it. I mean,
2: I think he's a, a decent enough you know commentator, but I just was like, it made zero sense of what he was doing. All right,
1: I guess he figured he'd draw attention to himself. I mean. I don't know. I, I don't know what the point of it was.
2: All right. Were there any other prop bets that were like um, out of nowhere that uh, you had or Vegas Whispers had or anything like that or that caught you uh, by surprise?
1: Um, no. I mean, again, I, was, I, I, wanted, I almost did the girly over three receptions, and I'm like, I can't, man. I just didn't have a good feeling. So I backed off of that. Um, I love the Edelman over receptions, Gronk over receptions and yards. I did put money on Gronk to score a touchdown. That didn't happen. It was close, man. But if it's crazy, so the you know people put money down for the first touchdown of the game. We didn't yeah. even get that to the fourth quarter. I know <laughs> that's insane, and it was only one. So you know, I think some people probably did have Sony Michelle. I think that was one of the more popular ones for. I first faded touchdown. Michelle
2: on the DraftKings. You know, the game. I had Edelman as my star player. The right? captain, I, right? Yeah, I had him as my yeah. captain. And I had Gronk. And, I mean, I was doing good. But I faded Michelle thinking, look, maybe the Rams will stop him. But the Rams really never stopped him. Michelle from play one. Play one ran well. And I'm sitting there going, "Does why am I able to analyze this? And Wade Phillips can't. It, it just boggled my mind that, that, that they wanted to run the football. And they were able to run the football. And the Rams run defense. Don't tell me Sue's a good player anymore, dude. I think this guy's on his way out.
1: Well, I mean, I think he's more for the pass rush too. I think sometimes when you run at those guys, you can. Wasn't have he a run
2: stopper, Sue? Though that was what he was known for.
1: Well, again, they had issues during the regular season. They were good in the two playoff games, and uh, this game they weren't great.
2: I mean, this game they weren't good at anything. Can you? T- I, I take that back. Johnny Hecker was
1: good. Again, I still think the defense was not the reason they lost. They gave up 13 points. I mean, again, if I told you before Brady has 262, a touchdown, and a pick, you would tell me you're betting your house on the Rams. You would.
2: Right. No, no. If you told me those were the numbers, you would think the Rams would win. But I'm telling you that it just seemed – I'm going to go back to your point of Brady did just enough that the Rams' defense
1: was so bad. It was bad. He didn't have to do anything. He well, literally yeah, and,
2: had to, didn't have to do anything.
1: And the completions he threw, the guys were wide open. Wide if you open? Go back and watch, they were wide open.
2: Dude, that's why I'm telling you, I think you're wrong. The Rams' defense was so bad. Dude, Doc. The 21 okay. completions, 20 of them, except the one to Gronkowski, 20, the guys were wide open.
1: That's fine, Doc. They didn't go for touchdowns 21 times. They held them to 13 points. If I tell you before the game, New England scores 13, you would, t- you would bet all of your life savings. On the Rams. No, tell me I would, not. I would never bet my life savings okay. on John Goff. Oh, oh if, if the Patriots had 13 points, if I tell you the Patriots are scoring 13 points Sunday, guarantee why, why what why are you can't, doing?
2: Why can't we both agree on the same thing that the Rams defense was not good? They were I, not good. They didn't they, stop Edelman. That is not the Gronk. reason why they, they didn't lost. stop the run. I know that, but they weren't good either. You can it's mutually exclusive. They were they, not
1: good. The goal of your defense is to limit the points for the opposition, right? It doesn't because matter the what the yards are. Because the
2: offense wasn't good either. This is arguably the worst Super Bowl in history. It's Two one of bad the worst. Teams. It's one of the worst. Well, look, 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 when the Chargers played this, the 49ers and lost by like 1000 to 0, the 49ers were great. Steve Young threw 487 87 touchdowns. I've never seen two teams play as badly as these two teams did yesterday. Tell me the Super Bowl that was worse.
1: Well, I can't say it's the worst because it was still competitive in the fourth quarter.
2: Because they both weren't good. That's my argument. They both were bad. The Patriots weren't good. They just were better than a bad Rams team.
1: I mean, you got to give the Patriots defense some I,
2: credit. I give the Patriots defense credit. But I'm telling you that I would argue that the Chiefs' defense might have stopped what I saw yesterday. The Rams, they were terrible. Jared Goff was awful. They couldn't run. They couldn't catch. He couldn't do anything. Now, yeah. was that precipitated because the Patriots played great defense? Look, the Patriots— It was.
1: It was Belichick.
2: How does the Chiefs score 37 points against them the week before? Because
1: they made adjustment. they didn't score in the first half. I know. And then the second half, it was a YA title throwing it goes to a- back. I'm going to say it's going back to the Patriots will do what they can in the scenario to win a game. Last week, they needed to outscore the Chiefs. They did. This was an ugly game. They needed to score once. They did. And that's why the Patriots are who they are. They find a way to get it done, whether it's ugly, a shootout, whatever it is. We've seen it year after year, Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Yeah, they've lost some Super Bowls, but they've been here nine times in 18 years. And it's because of Belichick. He is the main reason why.
2: Let me ask you this question. Gronk retires, which we think is going to happen, right? The guy can barely walk. And he's going to make money in Hollywood. And he's going to be, make money in WWE and endorsements and GNC, whatever. Do you think this Patriots team gets back to the Super Bowl again in the next two years? Don't ask me this, Doc, because I'm going to say no, and they will. And I'm not going to be surprised. So I'm going to say no. Because my son, little Roto, was in the car with me this morning. And he says... Why doesn't Brady just retire now? Because he's going out on a high, and he's getting older. Why does he need to play? I said he needs to play because he likes playing, right? So he shouldn't retire. He enjoys it. And my son got that. But at the same time, I don't disagree with my son. Gronk's got gone. How many more years does Edelman have? You're losing. You're getting Greg Schiano, who's like the biggest train wreck of all time, as your defensive coordinator. I mean, do you really see the Patriots winning in the next two years?
1: Uh, probably not. But again, I don't think you ever count him out as long as Brady and Belichick are there. The difference with Gronk is his body is taking a beating. You got to remember he's blocking a lot, so he's basically an offensive lineman, tight end. He's getting hit. He you know, that catch where he hit the ground. His body is taking a beating. With Brady, he doesn't get hit as much, and he's a quarterback. And we know what he does to his body and the way he eats and how he's a health nut, so he can stay in shape. So. From the outside did you, perspective... Did you, see those pic- did
2: you see those pictures of like 2002 and, 2000- yeah. and today? Yeah. Brady looks so much better now than he did back then.
1: From the outside perspective, it's easy for everyone to say, what is Brady doing? He won another ring. Go out on a high note. There's a reason why this guy has the competitive nature he does. He still believes he can play at a high level. He's he loves robot. football. He has yeah. everything else. He's got the wife, the money. He loves to win. Yeah. He loved that feeling last night. He said it. He's like, this is what I want. My daughter's here. That's why... He has that competitive nature. It's what the Kobe Bryants and all those players have. It's easy for us to say, just go and win. But he loves doing this. And he feels like, I'm still he playing at a it, high well, level. I could do it for another three or four years. Right. But It's I, not I, about the money for him.
2: And then, Look, in the next segment, I want to talk about the Patriots. I want to talk about the Rams. Where do they go from here? I have some insight on that because I think I have some questions about that. Also, some teams that we think might compete next next season. You know, who could be... Who could be in this spot next year? I'll get year. the
1: early odds for the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, that'd be good. I appreciate that. So let's see. I mean, you, would you make those bets?
1: Uh, I usually don't like to do because you tie up your money for a long time. But if you see something that stands out, sure, why not? And I, there is a team that I like that has pretty good odds.
2: I know they mentioned that the Texans were an early favorite. I don't see that one. That was no. Bill O'Brien coaching. <laughs> All right. We're Dr. Roto and Adam Ronas for Scout Fantasy Sports. And we'll be back right, right. after this.
0: Proudly made in America Game time decisions You know we'll be standing up and getting up Corey will be sitting down with a mic And you and I will be running around And the last last Rams game, people thought it was lucky. The Rams were losing, and I was wearing a Rams jersey and I put the uh, Ram helmet on as well. And the Rams comeback started, so people had to leave the helmet on. (laughs) So, I like it. I wore the Ram helmet, so I'm going to be busting out the Ram jersey again. I got the helmet right here, so we're ready to go. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour champion, 2017 World number
0: one me personally i keep my game face on me all the time
2: especially coming out of the bunker leaving the range or even leaving the course what's your story go to gamefacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs Alright, we're back. We're Scout Fantasy Sports, Dr. Odo along with Adam Ronas. And remember, Bats50. 50, Bats50 50 gets you 50% off two months at our at Scout Fantasy Sports. We'll get you the fantasy baseball draft kit that you need to win your league. Sean Child, Adam Ronas, myself. We're just piling the information in there for you, alright? Bats50 at Scout Fantasy Sports two months at 50% off. Can't beat that deal. All right, Adam, before the break, so my, my my thought is this. I like the Chiefs. I mean, all the Chiefs have to do is literally draft defense, 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 in free agency, get some more defense, and they should be in the Super Bowl next year.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they were real close this year. Obviously, that poor first half, and part of it was they didn't run any plays, but... Uh, obviously the defense is the biggest problem, and we knew that all year. And that was the biggest reason why, if you were going against the Chiefs, you figured their defense just wasn't good enough to come up in a big spot and get it done, and they would have to win shootouts, and they almost did against New England. But, yeah, this team offensively is in such good shape. You know, Mahomes another year. You have – it doesn't even really matter who the running back is, but they did sign Damian Williams. We'll see if they commit to him as the back, but he showed enough, I think, that you can at least go into the season with him. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, a healthy Sammy Watkins. There's weapons here, so it's all about just improving the defense, and um, they, they will be you know, probably a lot of people's picks to, uh, to go.
2: Is there another team in the AFC that's – I mean, I saw today that ESPN was projecting the Texans. I don't know how you do that with a right mind – Bill O'Brien is a terrible. Co- Bill O'Brien's the kind of guy that would do a Sean McVay coaching job in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you that.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I just wasn't high on the Texans all year. I mean, again, they have some pieces, but I just didn't think they were that good. The team that I like, I, I saw the other day, they were twenty-five to one uh, here on Chargers. the DraftKings Sportsbook, plus plus fourteen hundred. So if you put twenty down, you would win three hundred. That's the Colts. I like. the I like Colts. that. I like the Colts. Yeah. Look, yeah. they. They got off to a poor start. They were one of the hottest teams down the stretch. I did not think they were going into Kansas City and win. I was disappointed of how poorly they played, but they have a quarterback. They have a really good offensive line that they rebuilt. They have money. They're under the salary cap. They had some good young pieces on defense with Darius Leonard, Ebron, Doyle, Hilton. Probably could use another wide receiver, but I think this team, especially if they you know, land a couple big free agents and kill the draft, uh, I think they're a team that that can make it.
2: No, I love the Colts. I love Frank Reich. I love their general manager. I think the Darius Leonard pick was spectacular. Uh, they've got some very good guys. That that defense is coming along. By the way, Kenny Moore is a real good cornerback. Uh, Hooker. I think they're like one or two players. They need another wide receiver for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think they need a defensive lineman. They get those two things, and they have money, right, Ronus? Yeah. A lot oh of money. yeah.
1: They got a lot of money under the cap, so they're, they're in money. good shape. They're in good shape. If they make now, it's just you know putting the right pieces in place. Uh, but
2: receivers, like, like the one spot that you could add a guy. Oh yeah. And it's and it's one of those things. It's not as long as a guy can run a pattern, he could be he could. It's a good buy.
1: Right. And you know we know Luck loves to throw to the tight ends. You got E Brown, You got Doyle. So, yeah, I think they're a team. They didn't
2: even have Doyle the last few weeks of the no, season, No, they right? didn't.
1: So, they did it. Remember, yeah, they so. they started, I think, 1-5, if I'm not mistaken, right? Then they won their last 10 to get 11-5. I five. mean,
2: they had an easy road. I mean, especially in that division, Tennessee and Jacksonville and Houston. It's a pretty – you know, just knowing that right there, that, that should make them a, a good bet for the playoffs because I don't think their division's that good.
1: I don't think it's as bad as some other divisions, though. I mean, I know Tennessee – wasn't what people thought as much as I dislike Houston. It's not like they're terrible. You know, it's not that no, they're they, a they playoff have, team. They're just 9-7, yeah, they 10 Right, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they're right. not a, a walkthrough. And Jacksonville will depend on, you know, what they do. I mean, because you talk about a stark contrast compared to two years ago to this past year Jacksonville. You couldn't see. Well, two, look,
2: Fournette was hurt. and The offensive no line had a lot no of injuries. And you have no quarterback.
1: Yeah, and they had like three key uh, offensive linemen out.
2: What does that team do for a quarterback? Who do you go get?
1: That's a good question, man. Did you get Joe Flacco? Seriously, Nick did you Foles? get Joe
2: Flacco? Foles, Foles or Flacco? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Could you see Foles going there and then sucking?
2: Yes. Oh, right? yeah. And that's why <laughs> I would product. not do that. Yeah. You know,
1: here's the other thing I was thinking about. How much credit do we have to look back and give Doug Peterson and the Eagles last year? Here's the difference between the, last year and they were very aggressive. The Rams weren't.
2: Well, let me just say one thing. John D. Filippo and Frank Reich, are really good coaches right
1: too. and they left too they but left you know too. what just i just it out there just no they did there. but you got but philly though was a team that we all buried and they did make the playoffs and did win a playoff game you know it's, you know they did with, and look, with so to many, to many peterson's
2: injuries. credit and i don't love peterson i really think that that coaching staff was great frank reich showed but he me also,
1: a also dude he did but he also was the head coach of it so yes the assistants helped him but he created that attitude hey we're gonna beat new england Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna shy away from them. We're gonna right, let's go, go for, for it. it. Let's go right. for it. Right. They came up with the Philly special. We didn't right. see that from the Rams. Remember a lot of, a lot of the Patriots, and you know this, it's mental because they have this aura about them. You cannot let that get to you. And other well, teams it, do.
2: It's, it's, it's the Mike Tyson aura. Remember Mike Tyson getting the ring? You're like, oh my God, I'm going, right. I'm going to get, get, get knocked out. But you know what? Lennox Lewis didn't get knocked out. Evander Holyfield didn't get knocked out. Some guys stood in there and beat the crap out of Mike Tyson.
1: Right. So, Ronda Rousey had that aura for a while. Yeah. You know, And you can't be fearful of him. And I feel like Philly was like, hey, we're going to punch you in the face too. And I think McVeigh Ram- had Rams too
2: much com- respect. McVay had too much respect for
1: Belichick. Could be. I mean, they, they played like it. Again, there was no aggressiveness at all. This was a game that was there if they had been more aggressive or come up with a different game plan. And you could see, they just, they didn't have that mindset.
2: I will go down swinging with the fact that the Rams' season changed when Cooper cup was injured. Cause Cooper cup is their Edelman. He was always open. Cooper cup was literally always open on every play and golf fed him. And then when Cooper cup was gone, he just never had the same rapport with these other guys.
1: Yeah, and that that was the safety valve for him. Cup was yeah. the guy he looked for on key third downs. He looked for him a lot in the red zone. He just had a comfort with him. You know, he, he did. was the he was the Edelman uh, that yep. Brady had. That you know, yeah, Cup was, was my his point. his Edelman. Right.
2: That's what I said. That was exactly. I like how you said what I just said, but it made, you, it made it sound like you said it.
1: When did you? Oh yeah, so
2: like I literally just said mind. that. <laughs> Really? (laughs) I literally just said that. Oh, my God. There's a Scott Angle flashback right there on us.
1: Oh, yeah. You've never stolen anything I've said.
2: (laughs) What? I don't even listen to you. Okay. (laughs) No, but I think that there is some truth to that, that Brady and Edelman. Brady knows where Edelman is going to be on every play. And when Edelman doesn't make a play, he still goes back to him. I think Cup, they they had this, you know, don't you think great quarterbacks always had that guy that they go to? swan and and bradshaw starback and and who was his guy who did he go to back in the day
1: oh, in dallas he'd go to they didn't really have a go-to guy then drew pearson pearson probably was
2: i'm just thinking off the top of my head guys at yeah Lewis, irvin
1: was the guy for aikman
2: aikman and irvin right they just knew and even jay Novacek.
1: yeah he liked going to Overcheck too
2: Right? Certain guys, they just knew where they were going to be. Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. They just, you know, you, you need a comfort level. I think what, what Golf had no comfort level. All right, what about the NFC? I say the Rams do not make it back to the Super
1: Bowl. Well, right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook has uh, the Chiefs, Rams, Patriots, and Saints all at plus 750. So all of them. Do uh... you
2: think the Saints could produce one more year like they did this year? Same high level?
1: Yes, I do think they need a wide receiver. And I think we kind of all overlooked it for a while. And it was glaring in that game where Michael Thomas was taken out. Breeze didn't have anyone else. Uh, Traquan Smith's talented, but he was a rookie. Ted Ginn, obviously, was coming off the injury. And, you know, he's still a guy that's primarily the deep threat. They had no tight end. Uh, they were feeding Kamara a lot. But, yeah, um, they Don't need another wide receiver. do you think that's the
2: Saints' problem is they have no tight end? I mean, literally, they have no tight end. Since Jimmy Graham, don't tell me they've had a good tight end there.
1: No, they haven't. I mean, you could still win without it. I mean, think about it. The Saints last year lost on the Minneapolis Miracle with Diggs. I mean, that's a play that's unlikely to occur. If they get that, if they win that, who knows? Maybe they're in a Super Bowl. And then this year, they got a blown call. So it's not like they're far off. But I do think it was pretty glaring in that game where Michael Thomas was taken out. Where else did Breeze have to go? Nowhere. I mean, unless it was short outlet passes to Kamara, who did come through in that game with, like, what, 10, 11 catches. But they need another wide receiver.
2: What's the Bears odds?
1: That's the other team I think that could be interesting. Uh, They're plus 1,700. So if you put 20 on them, you win 360.
2: And what are the Vikings odds?
1: Vikings plus 2,200. So if you put 20 on them, 460 you get. Hmm.
2: I I think the Bears and Vikings are, are my favorite two teams to come out of the nowhere
1: next year. Well, are they really coming out of nowhere? No, no, no. I mean,
2: I just, I don't see Dallas going to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to get closer. But I don't know if they go to the Super Bowl. Eagles, I don't see going to the Super Bowl. Redskins and Giants, for sure, not going to the Super
1: Bowl. You know who uh, has the worst odds? I don't think you're going to guess this.
2: Buccaneers? Nope. Well, they have Bruce Arians. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. that
1: has to, even if you don't believe in them, you knew that the odds would go up just because of him. Hmm. Who is it? Miami. Well, my name is bad. I know. But i, I they're getting get rid of Ryan Tannehill. I thought you would say, like, you know, Oakland, Detroit. It's one of those teams. But...
2: No, I actually don't hate Detroit, but do you think Matt Patricia sucks when Matt Patricia can't stop the Eagles but Brian Flores dominates the Rams?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of questions about him. I know it's one year, but that and he, he's still of that old-school mentality. They just want to run the football, man. It's just like, you, I don't know if you're going to win that way. you got to have a passing game, too. I mean, they just want to play that boring, grind-it-out style.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that some guys are better off being coordinators. I worry about the Lions. I think Patricia could be one of the first guys fired next year. Like, by week six, if they go 0-5, he can be Definitely
1: yeah I'm Done. not surprised uh the browns are plus two thousand. They're actually right behind the bears i i I kind of like the browns of course. I mean, they have the you know talent in place for sure. I mean it, it might take another year, but think again, the browns actually. Could have made the playoffs this year had they not started the season with Hugh Jackson or got rid of him sooner. Remember, they had three overtime games with the first yeah. six games or something yeah. like that. They yeah. they could have won all those games.
2: There was a big article. I don't know if you read it about Jimmy Haslam. I don't. So I don't. It was a huge article on Jimmy Haslam. Everybody in the Browns organization wanted them to hire Sean McDermott. He wanted Hugh Jackson, and that's who they hired. Basically, it's Haslam doesn't know what he's doing. He's a meddler. And he, whoever the last person he talks to is the person he listens to. And he has no idea about football, so he's behind a lot of these moves. And basically, they just have to get rid of him. But he's not going anywhere because the dude's super rich. And now Haslam's like, well, yeah, this is not easy. You know, running a team is hard. Uh, we need to stay out of it. But he can't, he's just a meddler.
1: Yeah, we've seen it before. When you have those owners that medal and don't leave it to the people of that sport. It could create a disaster. So right now, so if you were if you were an owner,
2: how much say would you want? And what was happening?
1: I mean, I think you would. It depends. Like, I'm a big spot. I I think I'd be like Mark Cuban, man. Like, I'd be on the right there all the time, cheering, really into it.
2: But what about the moves? Yes, of course, you'd be there. I know you'd be there. But would you like want to have any? Would you be Jerry Jones? Would you want to have a say in the moves?
1: Uh, It's tough to say. I mean, I think I would want a little, but at this, at a certain point, you have to bring in the people who really know what they're doing and are the talent evaluators. And I think you have to trust them. There's a reason why you bring them in to hire. So I understand owners feel like they have the team, but if you don't have that background and you don't have that ability,
2: would you want your general manager to come to you and say, I want to pay 60 million for Nick Foles? Would you want to have the final say on that?
1: I'd want him to to bring it it to me, and I'd be like, you know, hey, what do you think? Do you think this is the best move, you know, and have him break it down? And if you have someone you trust, I think you kind of have to go with them until they prove otherwise.
2: I think that's Haslam's problem because, I, look, Hugh Jackson, and his comment was he liked Hugh Jackson because he'd failed before and he didn't think he'd fail again. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, look, everyone from the outside <laughs> could see there was a problem there.
1: I mean, how many more opportunities did he have to get?
2: <laughs> well, the I only mean- thing worse was Todd Haley, hiring Todd Haley and letting him run the offense, and those two had a to talk. It's funny, Hard Knocks is a very interesting show. It reveals a lot. It reveals much more than people think, man. I know. We all
1: see it. We watch it. We're like, oh, boy, this is going downhill quick.
2: Dude, I knew Joe Philbin was going to be fired. I knew Mike Smith was going to be fired. I knew Jeff Fisher was going to be fired. These guys suck. It's right there on TV how bad they are.
1: And you notice how we don't get good coaches on that show yeah i mean they don't todd, want to they don't want to be they don't want it would you want it i mean no look, i wouldn't todd, want people seeing like what i do behind the scenes if it was success and i'm stealing that blueprint no
2: todd haley and Hugh jackson couldn't even be in the same room with each other
1: oh you could tell yeah Ooh. you saw some of those looks <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean i don't know what to say what to say about that but look i kind of like freddie kitchens i do i, I like what's going on there I, they hired some very good coaches I, I look. I I think the Browns. If you if you were betting, would you bet on the Browns or the Steelers to win that division next year,
0: or uh, the Ravens?
1: Oh boy, that's a close call. Uh, right now, they actually so for odds to win the championship, they have the Browns as the favorite of those three. So the Browns are plus two thousand, Ravens plus twenty two hundred, Steelers plus twenty two hundred. Now again, this is real early, and I don't think a lot of people. We'll jump on this now, unless someone sees something glaring. Because we still have the draft and free agency, but uh, I would, I, I, I think I lean towards the Browns. I mean, the Steelers are an interesting team. They have a lot of. We got the whole Antonio Brown situation there. What are they going to do with him? You know, do people, you know, don't trust Tomlin? Out? here's the thing. And I heard, I think it was a player say this. They were saying that this probably has been going on in the Pittsburgh locker room for years. Yeah. The problem is. When you lose, this is when it comes out. When you win, it cures everything or it buries things.
2: No, there's a lot of – look, I'm a Mike Tomlin guy. You know that. He went to my college. I'm a fan. But I think there's a lot of guys in that locker room who are starting to doubt Mike Tomlin. And that but happens he, when you
1: lose, man. But he you can,
2: has he has the ownership. The ownership loves him. The right. ownership loves Tomlin. And he's a good guy. But I think he's lost that locker room a little bit.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be a real key for this team. What do they do with Antonio Brown? Do the players still have belief in him? Uh, It's a critical offseason here for the Steelers, a team that we usually see in the playoffs year in, year out, and uh, I'm interested to see what happens.
2: I think you have belief in Brown, but you also know he's nuts. So you're like, am I getting the good Brown or the bad Brown?
1: yeah and they have to decide whether this is something that can be repaired or if it's best to move on obviously money is a big factor and in, in, in whether they can trade him and get anything for him and that that's going to be the biggest thing i think it was up to them and they didn't have to deal with this they'd let him go like if he was a free agent no way he'd be back
2: all right so adam do we put do we, do we put football aside unless there's some big news or before the draft we turn our attention to uh the baseball and basketball world is that what we do here
1: Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I mean, hopefully we get these baseball free agents signing soon, whether it's Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, then there'll be the trickle down effect. But we're still waiting on them. Uh, We have a lot of baseball drafts already underway, draft champions and some of the industry drafts, including labor next week. So, yeah, I think we're going to be heavy in a baseball now getting people ready to dominate for the upcoming season.
2: So we promise we'll cover football. If there's any big news, we'll, of course, cover it. Of course, the draft will cover it. But as Adam said, it's time to turn our attention to fantasy baseball starting tomorrow. And, of course, I know Adam covers it in the second hour. And basketball will get you ready, all right? But right now, this is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. Ronus, who's coming up in hour number two?
1: Uh, Bill Enright, FFNations.com, coming up in 20 minutes as uh, we'll continue to talk a little more football and recap the Super Bowl with him.
2: All right, that sounds like a, a good time there. Are you done with football?
1: Am I what? Done Are you, with you f- done
2: with football for now? Uh,
1: after today, probably, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, back for hour number two Scout Fantasy Sports. Back after this.